Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live, where we explore today's digital revolution by speaking with business executives and thought leaders who are changing how the world lives, works, plays, learns, and dreams. We've got several episodes for you from the recent Sapphire Now 2019 event held in Orlando, which is SAP's annual Global Customer and Partner Conference. We've got CEO Bill McDermott, We'll also have the CEO of Qualtrics, Ryan Smith. We'll have SAP Chief Operating Officer, Christian Klein, SAP Chief Technology Officer, Jurgen Muller, and also a customer who's a, both a customer of SAP and Qualtrics, and that's TJ Graven, Senior Vice President of Global IT for Under Armour. We hope you enjoy these episodes. We look forward to getting your feedback, and we'll see you again soon at Cloud Wars Live. Everyone, this gentleman needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. Ryan Smith, CEO of Qualtrics, founder, now part of SAP. Ryan, put on quite a uh, little party here for 30,000 or so. Of your you friends. know what? This is my first Sapphire as being uh -huh. part of the family, and I'm I'm having fun. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is great. I, uh, you know, you hear about it from the outside and all the connections and the relationships and you know the power of SAP. It's Look, I've been to a lot of events and a lot of events in the enterprise tech industry. Uh, it's pretty fascinating to see what global scale actually really looks like. Yeah, that's something that's really come out in the conversations today from when you talked yesterday with Bill about that. And, you know, for all the incredible success that Qualtrics had, you've mentioned about in the three months you've formally been part of SAP that, you know, just out of, the, out of sight. Yeah, I think, I think there's this notion that um, when you when you get into a large organization, everything's gonna slow down, right? And that's, that's what everyone wants to say, but for the first time in tech history, we're seeing the large organizations out-execute all of the smaller organizations. And I can go through with Amazon and go all the way through and watch how large organizations are out-executing. Um, that's been the case with Qualtrics, and that's how it's gonna be, mm -hmm. because we've said that's how it's gonna be. <laughs> and you've got you know myself, my brother, and the team um, absolutely fired up to go do this. We wanted to do this with SAP. You know, we had the beautiful choice and a lot of fortunate options of going public. And when this opportunity came up, just from the first meeting we had with Bill and the team, it was just a missing component. And they needed us. We needed them. And we made a decision that we're going to go do this together. And we're, we couldn't be more excited. And, you know, I think what's most fascinating, and I have a lot of friends who have been through this with other companies and they're founders and they've they've kind of gone through part of the acquisition process. Every single thing that we said we were gonna do in November, we have done, and even more, which is, which is pretty amazing because most of my friends had already broken down and different things had happened, and it's, I, I'm just looking at this, this future that we have and what we're gonna go create together, and that's what's exciting. Yeah. And SAP is a, is, a, is a global company. We were an international company with 20 offices. This is global. And that's exciting. Brian, would you talk a little bit about just picking up on that? Because you talked to some friends that maybe their experiences being acquired hadn't yeah. been so good. You guys had been on the road trip for the IPO, and that's something that's got to consume, you know, 18 hours a day for months and months and months. And then at the last second, somebody comes in and says, hey, there might be another way to do this. In some ways, it's saying, no, 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 we're committed. But you had an open mind about it. What, what changed well, your mind? 
Well, look, I mean, we'd, we'd kind of been a little bit of a runaway bride along the way. Yeah. You know, we were a fast-growing company, we were cash flow positive, and we owned the majority of our company, uh -huh. right? After 17 years, which you've kind of got to defy gravity a little bit. So fortunately, we were able to choose the path that we wanted to be on. And when the SAP opportunity came up, I mean, this started months and months back in 2018. And it really came down to, as Bill likes to say, trust and like vision. And, you know, we've worked on this for 17 years. This is our baby. It's everything that we put our entire professional careers into. We were never going to do something that would put that at risk and something that we weren't personally excited about. And so the fact that I'm working harder than I ever have and, you know, I'm still doing that and I'm more fired up than I've ever been, it's, it's actually the opposite. I was dreaming every single day I sat in that basement for five years for the day when we could have a day like today and the conversations that we're having today with the executives that we're having today. Our engineers have been building products to be able to get in the hands of the folks that we met with today. They don't want to build products that no one use. They want to build products that are going to impact the best brands in the world at the C level. And so I think that as we look at that and then to have the companies come to us saying, we need this. This was brilliant. Like, we need to be experience driven. This is what we're seeing. Wait, that's right. And by the way, also to create a new category, which we did two years ago in experience management, and be the first ones to actually come up with it and do it and then implement it, it's been pretty special. Yeah. And so we're excited about what we're going to build. As, as great as it's been, that's what's gotten us here, um, that, that doesn't excite me as much as what's coming. So yesterday when you were talking a little bit about this notion of scale and, you know, hey, you in Ireland for a number of years and it took a pretty long time to build up to even a small critical mass. And now, you know, you talk about China, India, Latin America, the other places around the world. So when you talked a minute ago about that dream, you know, in your base, I wanted to have that opportunity. It's, it's, it's really coming together beautifully, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, people don't understand how long it takes, you know. Um, you know, as I look at... Um, products, every product that we've ever launched has taken longer than we thought. Yeah. Every, every office we've ever opened has taken a little longer than we thought. And, you know, that's the case with most companies, no matter what they will tell you. Uh -huh. You know, I recently just saw a commercial of one company that, that bought a really hot company five years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was the first product I have seen on the market with the technology from that company in it five years later. Really? And this is the company that we all hold up as the icon for technology. And I was like, wow, that probably took a year or two longer than everyone thought, yeah. right? So to be able to come in and say, wait, we went into Dublin, Ireland five years ago, and now we're to 300 employees, and that was as fast as anyone we've seen in tech, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, to be able to have instant scale in South America and to go global in a way, you know, whether it's in Germany, um, whether it's in, in, in France, in China, uh, uh, in Canada. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing because when we go into a city, when we want to open up an office, our biggest decision is which building that SAP has do we want to work out of, <laughs> right? And, and that's absolutely awesome because it takes a lot of the decision-making out of the equation where if we would have been an early-stage public company, we would have had to do everything in a linear fashion and everything would have been a massive trade-off decision. It's pretty amazing how 
um, the thought of people saying this is going to slow down, they don't know what they're talking about because we're making more decisions and quicker than we have ever made them in the past. So if people thought Qualtrics was a force before, um, what we're seeing now is, is entirely different. And at least so far, it's only been a few months, but at least so far SAP's get helping you stay close enough to get the leverage, but not so close yeah, that you're getting... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be hugged to death, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we're, 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 working, we're working closely with that, and we've got great alignment. I mean, I think the trust that Jen and, and myself and Bill and Jared and the, our executive teams have, um, it's, been, it's been really good. I mean, I, I think a lot of times when people are doing acquisitions, um, they want to be left alone entirely. Well, if that's the case, why would you ever... Yeah do anything, yeah. right? I was alone for 17 years. I know what that life is like. No one needs to tell me that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we really wanted to get the best of SAP and the best of Qualtrics and put it together and say, this is it. And then the other thing I think that definitely the outside world doesn't see is the SAP cloud. If you think about the five clouds that are out there in the enterprise, yeah. um, it's by far the most undervalued. Um, the assets in it are unbelievable, and I have friends who have run these clouds for other companies. Uh, and our ability to transform that cloud, you know, you've got products like Ariba and Concur, um, those are massive, massive organizations. Yeah. And, and the leaders in their category, right? And so adding Qualtrics across the cloud, not as a vertical application, but across, yeah. is game changing. And really carving out with Jen and Bill the future of the cloud is pretty special. And that's, what an opportunity. I mean, um, you know, you, you always title things cloud wars, right? We are in the middle of these cloud wars, and, you know, Qualtrics was not playing in the middle of the cloud wars as much as we thought we were um, until now. And so we're, we're so excited to be able to make a, make a significant impact. So I want to ask you, Ryan, because you mentioned a minute ago about, uh, you know, the, the synergies of the companies, how that's coming together, because, you know, there's, there's the stuff that you've done so well for so long, and you've, the companies that discovered you found, like, you know, they became evangelists pretty quickly, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, you've also talked about there's a lot of companies that almost like the walking dead, they don't know that they're moving toward irrelevance because they don't understand what's going on at the customer side, and then you said, or you can knowingly become fused with the customers and become one of the success stories tomorrow. So what's changing in the minds of some of the people who maybe didn't get it before? What are they starting to see now? Yeah, I think, I think look, when we first started in 2006, uh, uh, really pushing the experience in 2006, because we'd started in 2002, but um, organizations weren't ready. They didn't think they needed to manage the experience at all. I remember calling one airline and they were like, no, nah, if our customers are upset, they'll just call us. <laughs> that was the attitude. Yeah, yeah. That's not at all what's going on. Um, organizations are now believing, as Wall Street's basically made customer churn a known metric, how they're valuing companies. Um, they're starting to see that with the movement uh, in the job market and their biggest threats are on the employee side, uh, that we've got to get good at managing our own experience. At the same time, experience was always something you outsourced. Yeah. You would call a third party and say, hey, tell us what's going on. Well, anyone who's still running their business that way, they're probably not going to be very successful because I'm looking at the next generation companies and they're doing all of that themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not only that, most of them are going business to consumer directly. Yeah. So not only do they have 
they're good at it, they're going directly to the consumer. So if you're an organization that has been maybe B2B to C, and you had experience everywhere, you've got one option. You either wait for someone to come into your experience gaps and disrupt you, or there's this other way that you can do things, which is, hey, let's become an experience brand and let's start managing the experience across the whole company. And that's what Qualtrics is helping them do. And try to get as close as we can to the customer, our employees. And if you look at it, uh, the big brands like in retail that are surviving are all experience brands. Yeah. Every single one of them is differentiating on experience. And that's pretty cool. Sorry, I wanted to ask you two other things. So one is, when you go in and talk to some of these companies, what's, do they, when they lead the conversation, what do they say, you know, Ryan, we really need help with? Yeah, yeah most, most of, almost every single company that, that we've approached, I mean, we have 10,000 brands on Qualtrics. Yeah. So almost every single company we have worked with, we, they are using Qualtrics at some area. Okay. I mean, I think people don't understand. We have a million academics a year that are graduating into these companies who use Qualtrics. And so they're collecting experience data at that level. And for them to be able to say, oh, wow, there's a proof case here, there's a proof case here. Um, you know, we want every single company in the world on the XM platform, and they see it. And so we're standardizing, and it's working, it's working very well. Good. So just in the you know, sense of equal time, when your brother Jared was on stage with Hasso, the academic thing came up. Hey, your brother said that you were sort of, uh, you know, had an allergic reaction to academia. And, you know, you've you got to have a chance to respond to that. Well, yeah, he did. He did throw me under the bus a little bit on, uh, on the academic comment. But, look, I think that, um, you know, it was hard. It was hard because when, when the corporate or the enterprise did not want to understand experience, what do you do? Yeah. Well, there, we had this one group who really wanted to understand data, experience, and run analytics. And we, we serviced them, which was really difficult because we had power users without any money that were demanding and in our product all day long. No venture capitalist would have ever bet on that model. But there's not one conversation I have today where people aren't like, hey, wow, that was a genius model because here we are 15 years later with people graduating and they're getting trained on Qualtrics all the way through. And um, that's what's helping um, you know, this experience economy a little bit, but I also believe that um, the difference we're seeing is within an organization, you have all of these insight seekers, right? Everyone's a data scientist now, and so we, we want to enable that. Um, but at the same time, we need to do it in an organized way where all of that experience data is in one single spot across customer, product, and brand, and we're the only company that can do that. And the promise of going from having that data to being a driver of action, right, Tom? Yeah, Here's yeah. what you do. I mean, we, we've been an insight platform early on where we were just giving people the insight and we said, hey, wait a minute. Out of the 10,000 brands, what are we watching them do and what are the actions that they're taking? And so if you look at our development over the last couple of years, everything has been a system of action, right? And the measurement of whether Qualtrics helped you or not was, okay, on the HR side, how many actions did you take? Mm -hmm. took 75 actions this year that we didn't know about, or we closed 75 gaps, um, that's what's critical. And so we're doing the same thing on the customer. I mean, we've got the largest customer experience um, system in the world, and we're powering more customer feedback at an enterprise scale than anyone. And that's what we're, that's what we're excited about.
Perfect. And Ryan, next year at Sapphire, is Bill going to be wearing jeans or will you be wearing a suit? I think uh, I think he's going to get rolling with jeans. I put on a coat for him, but he told me he would he would start working on the jeans side of things. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Something to All look right, forward man. to. Thanks, right, Ryan. Great spending right. time. Take care. Cheers.